Welcome to the I Love Alt Mortgages podcast, brought to you by Home Trust. And now, your host, Brennan Trenuth. Hey, Broker Nation. This episode, I am joined by Christine Zhu, President and CEO at Money Broker Canada and Ready Capital Mortgage Investment Trust. With over 20 years in the industry, Christine shares her insights on the growing alternative market and why brokers could benefit from increasing their B business. Plus, Christine talks about the importance of communication, dependability, and honesty in the industry. Hey, Broker Nation, this is I Love Alt Mortgages. I am your host, Brennan Trenuth, and today we are sitting down with Christine Zhu, President and CEO of Money Broker Canada. Christine, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Brennan. Looking forward to chat with you. Absolutely. So what we like to do with our guests is learn a little bit more about their history within the mortgage industry and, you know, anything that they did prior. So is that something that you could kind of walk us through, you know, your kind of career here in the mortgage industry and maybe what you did before you got into it, if there was anything? <laughs> yeah, actually, I came to Canada in uh, 1989 as an international student. So oh. and I uh, graduated from U of T and become a financial advisor at that time. But year 2000, that time I was married and we tried to get our first house and we've been mm -hmm. declined. So okay. I went through the yellow pages at that time, everybody's still using yellow pages. Sure. So there's a session called mortgage broker. So we found a mortgage broker and help us to get a mortgage. Actually, my first mortgage was with Home Trust. So yeah, that's um, oh, wow. 20 years back. Yeah. So then what happened? So being a financial advisor, I think a young financial advisor is not that easy. And at that time I got married and I can't really carry my briefcase and visit all the clients at time. I have my first kid at time. So I thought mm, I should change to a career that people come visiting me instead of me visiting them. I think sure. the uh, mortgage broker, that's a, probably a good business to get into that because people really need the money instead of we have to uh, tell them what do they need in financial planning. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. And at the time I, I saw the ad on Global Mail to say mortgage broker wanted, no experience necessary. So I joined. So that was year 2000. Wow. So since then, I've been uh, from a rocky broker, know nothing about mortgages until yeah. now. I think this year, since we have a system change and I calculated, I think me personally have done over 10,000 mortgages. Wow. That's amazing. That's a lot of mortgages. Yeah. So if you repeat the same thing over and over again for the past 22 years, I think, yeah your expert. So I'm pretty proud. I can say I'm a mortgage expert in the industry right now. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty interesting. Obviously, you know, it probably wasn't a nice feeling being turned down by the banks for a mortgage, but then you were able to, you know, find a mortgage broker who then was able to help you find a solution that you needed at the time. And funny enough, obviously it was home trust that helped you out there too. So, I mean, that's a good story there. So yeah, obviously 20 plus years now in the mortgage industry in 2018, I believe it was that you opened up money broker. Why did you decide to open up money broker? Maybe what's the background behind the name money broker? And then what was your kind of vision for how you wanted that to look moving forward? Yeah, so I've been uh, in the industry for so long and initially I did most mortgages in A side because everybody's income qualified, everybody was looking for the best interest rate. 
that's the first part of my career, actually, probably one third part of my career. Mm -hmm. And later on, more and more clients we deal with who are self-employed, who has mainly this income credit problem, they cannot get approval from the Schedule A banks. And we help them to get mortgages through the alternative financing route from the Schedule mm -hmm. B lenders, the private lenders. So later part of my career, that's mean emphasize, that's actually naturally mean clientels are not Schedule A clients. End up to be, I think in 2018, probably close to 80% of my business are uh, alternative mortgages. Um, right. So I've been with mortgage architects for so long and alternative mortgage, it's higher risk mortgages, especially private mortgages, sure. especially lots of newbies in the industry. They don't know how to fill out the form. They have so many compliance issues and the risk issues. And uh, so my president from a mortgage architect, actually, uh, Don Lee, that called me and said, Christine, we really want you to open your own business because that's such a huge alternative business, which is higher risk profile in the business, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the whole company. And I am pretty confident we are doing everything correctly. And I think that's the business area we want to grow our business. Sure. So that's how I start with Money Broker Canada. The name moneybroker.ca was my website I chose in 2020 when I started this business because that time not too many people online and I was one of the first online with the business. So such an awesome name, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, it's good. And obviously I've been dealing with, with you guys personally for the past couple of years too. So it's been nice to see, you know, your team grow over the past couple of years under the money broker banner, having been in the industry for quite some time, what do you think has been the biggest change in the market since you started your career and how did you, you know, take that change and kind of adapt it into a successful business? Yeah, as I said earlier, I think initially, as any broker who get into the industry, they are looking to help client to try to win the client by uh, offer the best rates. And, right. and later on, when they become more mature brokers, I think what I really emphasize and telling the whole team is we're helping to give solutions to helping uh, people to solve their financial problems. So being offered solutions may not necessarily the best rate. So with the alternative lending part, I think we achieved that. So the switch from Schedule A lender or Schedule A broker, sorry, to alternative broker, I think that's a mm. big step for us. And sure. uh, for our marketing, for instance, I never put on a rate on any of my rate sheets because right. whatever rate the other people qualify, you may not qualify and you may not choose the best rate product. It's a, probably best suited for you. So we'd like to see the whole picture of the client's whole portfolio and suggest what's the best solution for them. Yeah. How do you train your agents to approach a rate conversation with alternative clients? Because I know a lot of clients probably believe that they are an A client, but once you start reviewing documentation, reviewing their situation, you know, they turn out to be a B client or maybe even a private client. So how do you train your agents to have that conversation? Because I'm sure it's not an easy conversation to have. Yeah, initially I have the same problem myself too. How do I even sell a higher rate for the sure. alternative mortgages? So I train my agent the same as I train my clients. I talk to the clients. So yeah. if a client is sitting right in front of me and say, I bought a house worth a million dollars. Right now that's the current price. Initially, most of the house 20 years ago, I think average is 200,000 or something. So yeah. but anyway, they say, well, I bought a house, but I don't have enough 
income to qualify because the bank turned me down. Or I can just talk to them, first of all, what's your income, right? They say, oh, I own a restaurant. I actually making 200,000 a year, but my reported income only 20,000. So I explain to them, the bank need the income to qualify. 20,000 can get you a maximum, like four and a half times, like less than a hundred thousand dollar mortgage. So is mm -hmm. that enough for you? Of course not, right? But there's other option with alternative financing. The other lenders, they may not look at your personal tax return, but they do look at your whole income, your business transactions. Sure. You're actually making 200,000. You're actually qualified for a million dollars. The difference is the Schedule A lender, the interest rate is 1% something. And Schedule B lender is only 2% something or 3% something, depends on your credit. Will you buy this house with this rate and get you 80% long term value, or you wait for another few years to mm -hmm. when you report more income or have sure. more savings? So I think most people would choose taking a mortgage from the alternative lenders. I think so. Find out yeah. what's the needs and give them different choices. Actually, they made their sure. own choice. I didn't tell them to take this mortgage. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, that's part of, you know, the art of it. You know, you got to show them their options. But thank you for explaining that to us and to anybody who will be listening to the podcast. I think it's really important to kind of understand how to kind of approach that because I'm sure it's not an easy conversation to have, especially for, you know, new agents in the industry where they're not too sure, you know, maybe nerves and things like that. So listening to other people explain, you know, how they approach it will definitely help them in the future. Talking more about your experience as a successful alternative lender, you mentioned it earlier, typical clients that you serve, business for self, there's some bruise credit, new to Canada segment as well. And, you know, I like the fact that, you know, once upon a time that was you in that shoe as well. So for those clients that might be new to Canada that, you know, somehow reach out to you, they find you, they reach out to you or any of one of your agents in your office. How have you built a name for yourself in that sort of community? where you are getting a lot of that business in the door. Yeah, so for me, my background speak Mandarin and most Chinese new immigrants sure. coming here. And lots of them are very business savvy because as a successful investor, they are coming here, they're sure. really know all the business. So those, I think, is very uh, difficult group, but it's a very profitable group because everybody like real estate, like to buy real estate. Sure. Um, for me, I think to build up my name in the past 22 years is being um, dependable, reliable, whatever I promise I can do. Otherwise, I never over promise. So mm -hmm. people come to me, have no job, no income. They want to schedule a lender's rate. I right. tell them upfront, that's not possible. So I'm mm -hmm. not force myself doing things. It's not possible. So right. I tell them, well, then if you are self-employed, even though you don't have that much reported income, we can see your business transactions. That's possible mm -hmm. with Schedule B lender. And whatever I promise, I can deliver. And I think that's the most important part, not mm -hmm. over-promising. And most of my business actually coming from referrals for the past clients and the real estate agents. For the real estate right. agent, most important for them is get a deal closed. So unlike lots of new agent, when I start a new agent, I give a referral to the agent, uh, real estate agent. And I haven't been doing that, I don't know for how long, at least a decade. Sure. But real estate agents send me lots of deals because I help them to solve their problem too, right? Mm -hmm. Because Absolutely. it's much more important to close a deal than the deal for a part of the last minute. Yeah. So I put my uh, advertisement out and then just 
tell everybody where their last resource to uh, help mm -hmm. them to constitute. Everybody think that's catchy, which I think that's true. I never really overpromise. I say, if you do have down payment minimum 20%, I will get your mortgage no matter what, which is true. Because if you do have a down payment, if you're not qualified for a Schedule A lender, you qualify with Schedule B lender or even private lenders. Right now, there's so much money in the industry. They are looking for a safe investment mm -hmm. private lending side. So that's also a huge part of the business, which lots of new brokers may not get themselves familiarized. Then you are actually missing out. Right. And how much of your business would you say is probably repeat clients you've already helped once before, maybe multiple times before, and they're obviously coming back to you, whether it's to refi or to make another purchase, like you have to maintain that book of business, right? So how do you yeah. kind of approach that? It's hard to say what's the percentage of repeat sure. clients I was thinking about. I didn't have a stats with it. But sure. you know, even yesterday, I was thinking of doing this podcast. Even yes. yesterday, I have a client who I really haven't talked to for probably 20 years. And uh, he goes, Christine, I saw you on the social media. Do you remember me? And actually, surprisingly, I remember him. So mm -hmm. he must be one of my very first clients because later on, lots of clients I don't remember. I sure. really remember his name, his self-employed, a convenience mm -hmm. store owner name just popped out, right? Yeah. So 20 years later, he saw my name, he came back. Not as a borrower, he actually being an investor into our uh, Ready Capital Mortgage Investment Trust, which is a mutual fund trust, lending exclusive 100% mm -hmm. to private mortgages. So sure. that's the client I uh, really appreciate. And then that, that's give me like the credibility too. So lots of my uh, clients are repeat clients, especially sure. clients and the same as uh, realtors. If I save one deals, they agree for the same more deals. Of course, all the problem deals, yeah. all the very income qualified, the best deals, clients already in the banks, right? So why do you need mortgage broker? Yeah, and that client too, he reached out to you again after seeing some sort of social media posts or some sort of advertising from you, right? So how important is you know, that social media aspect or advertising aspect to your business? I know that you like to do a lot of it. So what does it mean to your business? Oh, I think social media is like, I didn't really put too much emphasis on that until mm -hmm. uh, COVID hit. I think right. the COVID changing a lot of way what we do business. Like I didn't really have a Facebook account. I never mm -hmm. really smudging the linking or things like that. Right. And um, so now learning from you, Brandon, I'm actually doing my first podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I'm I think glad, very glad to help out. Yeah, no, that's good. And I think there's a lot of value in social media and advertising. Your brand gets out there, you know, it's relatively free at that point too, right? And getting your name out there and what you can do to help, you know, clients that may follow you or may see anything that you do. I want to just kind of go back one second talking about that new to Canada segment. You obviously deal a lot with clients that are new to Canada, but over the last couple of years with COVID and restrictions and lockdown, have you seen that number kind of go down a bit because of the restrictions or are you still full steam ahead? Yeah, well, being a mortgage broker and like a real estate agent, we're not only uh, doing business when people buying the properties, mm -hmm. we do lots of refi as well. Sure. So for the past year, actually, it's one of our record years, actually, because real estate value increased so much. Right. So many people knowing investing in real estate is one of the best investment. So last year then it would have been probably more refi for new to Canada clients versus purchases at that point? Or would you still say that there was still a lot of purchasing going uh, on for your clients? The market, okay. yeah, the market was so hot. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, for sure. No, and it's always nice to just kind of see from other people's perspective what's going on out in the marketplace, right? Other people may be down, other people might be up as well, but, you know, that's good for you guys and being able to, you know, full steam ahead, even during, you know, all of this craziness. What's interesting that you said before was when you first started out, you did a lot of A business and now it's predominantly B business. So there's a big shift there from A to B or alternative that you've been doing more recently. Do you think that brokers could benefit from focusing on alternative lending? And why would you think that? Yeah, absolutely. I think brokers really should put their emphasis in alternative lending because being A side, you're basically fighting for rate. Just like you're selling sure. something, people sell $10, you say nine, the other people say eight, mm-hmm. you're hurting yourself. And uh, those clients, they already are probably well served by their own mm-hmm. bank. Sure. So instead of chasing the best coins, I think if we can offer people solutions, lots of people would actually probably much more appreciate it than give them a half rate, half percent rate. Sure, for sure. A few months ago, you had spoken with CMP about the rise of alternative and private solutions. Do you think you could speak to you know why you think that this market segment will continue to grow this year specifically? Yeah, especially during COVID, there's a huge percentage of people of changing their jobs, quit their job, or some business no longer exists, and uh, like people thinking a new direction for their lives. And sure. that also changing their traditional income. So lots of people would not qualify for the bank anymore with their own bank anymore. It's like they, mm-hmm. they still didn't pass probation, they still have a mm-hmm. contract, or they're no longer working. So. I think that's a huge demand on the, this portion of people seeking for mortgages. And um, right. also, banks really, I think, getting uh, tighter, tighter in terms of income to qualify the coins as well. That's a good answer. And just speaking about, obviously, you know, alternative lending, you know, from your perspective, how important is it to, you know, develop that relationship with your alternative lenders within the marketplace? Because I know that there's, you know, a lot of clients that may have more difficult situations to try and understand versus others. So having that relationship, you know, I think it does a lot for, you know, brokers growing their business, but I just wanted to hear your perspective on that. I think the uh, lender broker relationship is crucial because unlike the uh, schedule A lenders or A side of business, A side business, I think it's a cookie cutter business. You either qualify or not qualify. But right. E side business, there's a lot of story to tell to the lender. Mm-hmm. Why this person have bad credit? Why this person, the income showing in the tax return is so low, but he can qualify for $2 million home, right? There's lots of story to tell right. and the relationship you have with your underwriter. And I think that's very crucial. They should understand your business and your clients too. Right. What's one quality that you think a alternative broker needs to have to be successful in this industry? Communications, definitely. So you have to really understand what your client's real needs. So real needs, that's actually my training with my new agent. I Mm -hmm. said when the phone rings, the client on the other side of the phone, the first thing they say, oh, I'm buying a home, getting a mortgage. What's your rate? Mm-hmm. Because the real question it may not be what's your rate. They just want to get a mortgage, but they don't know what to ask. Sure. So even in a regular social gathering, if I see a person, they say, oh, you're a mortgage broker. What's your best rate? Mm-hmm. They're not really interested in uh, what's best rate. <laughs> they just want to start a conversation, for instance. Yeah. So 
don't let the question fool you. Find out what's the real situation and the real need. That's very important. So you got to learn how to communicate with the client, find out what's the real problem, and then you give solutions, and then that's a done deal. Yeah, perfect. That's a great answer. So Christine, do you want to talk a little bit about Ready Capital? Yeah, we started Ready Capital Mortgage Investment Trust, which is a mutual fund trust about close to three years ago in 2019. This mutual fund trust is only investing in private mortgages. The reason we started is because there's so much need for private mortgages. Before that, I doing lots of private mortgages, but investors who has a little bit of money, they're looking for a better yield and safe investment. They, they come to me and say, hey, Christine, I have say, a couple of hundred thousand. Can you uh, lend it out for me? So I've been doing a private, what we call the one-to-one lending for the past 10, 15 years. The problem with that is it's a one-to-one, even though they know where the money goes to the house, but still they don't have the flexibility. So if the blender need the money, they cannot get the money back. That's one thing. And secondly, it's still 100% risk. Even though the deal is safe, right now, the borrower could have family issue, they lost their job, they could not able to pay the mortgage, right? So still 100% risk. And also, it's not diversified enough. It's not flexible enough. In 2019, we started this Ready Capital Mortgage Investment Trust, and we pull all the money from the investor together. So the investor right now, anytime they need the money back, give us two months notice. So it's very flexible and it's very diversified instead of just one-to-one. Because we are mutual fund trust, it's pretty combined. We have to register with the Ontario Security Commission, go through the EMD to do all the offering. And we give investor reports monthly. By the end of the year, because we are mutual fund trust, we have to give 100% of the profit to the investors. So because we're doing so much private mortgages, we have lots of selections. So the projected return for this mutual fund trust is over 8%. And we pay monthly to the investor and there's no locking period. So I think really that's one of the best investment out there. And then it's RSP and tax-free saving account eligible. So starting from zero, 2019, right now I'm very happy to report back we have over 400 accounts with the investors, uh, wow. big and small. Because of mutual fund trust, we don't need accredited investors. So anybody who wants to start saving, they can put money there. So as little as 25,000, you can take advantage of the uh, investment vehicle. Usually they only are available for accredited investors. So right. we have, I think, over $45 million right now. So we can lend on lots of private mortgages. And I guess it's a really good compliment to your business as well, because if you have a client that, you know, say whatever the situation was, they needed a private mortgage, you were able to do that for them. You guys are helping that client, setting them up for success in the future. And then you're able to possibly graduate them into an alternative lender, like a B lender, and then kind of move them up that way too. So I guess it's good to have the solutions at the end of the day, right? You have multiple solution paths for that client and ultimately you're working with them to get them back to where they need to be. Yes, and also actually a solution where we give to clients, everything is just for the situation. We don't lock in the client for law. Right. So our private mortgages, for instance, all fully open. And I say, well, because right now we have to close your deal, so probably quickly we use private mortgage to close the deal. And then we requalify them through the B lender or later on finally to the A lender. Also sure. for the alternative financing, I think it's very important to let the client know everything is temporary. 
right? We give you a solution, help you on your situation. Later on, mm -hmm. your credit situation change, your income situation change, you can graduate to an A-lander. Yeah, absolutely. Last but not least, what is your New Year's resolution for your business this year? Oh, actually, I do have one, but okay. I think it's very easy to achieve. I was actually <laughs> thinking about this always a new business. For me, I always like to try something new. But this year, especially, we already have a staff meeting, and I told my staff that this year's new resolution is really focusing what we do best and to uh, excel on that. So our whole team, we're going to have a stronger team for our money broker mm -hmm. team. It's already mm -hmm. one of the best in the yep. industry, but <laughs> we're focusing building a stronger team and excel what we do better at what we did last year, which yeah. last year's already a record, but hopefully this year yeah. will be another record. Well, that's really great. And obviously a big congratulations for your success last year. I know that, you know, throughout the pandemic, it hasn't been easy, but, you know, to see, you know, people having great success is really nice to see. For me personally, obviously, thank you to you and your team for your support of Home Trust. We truly appreciate it. You know, we do everything that we can to try and, you know, help your clients, you know, find that right solution as well. So just want to say thank you for your support of Home Trust for 20, 21 years, going on 22 years now, right? So thank you very much for that. I really appreciate you joining the podcast. Thank you, Brandon. Really, we have the best support, the best team in the Home Trust. We really appreciate it. And best and well, the right to cost. Thanks for listening to this episode of I Love Vault Mortgages. Remember, we have new episodes every Tuesday. Please go rate, review, and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.